Well, y'all, hey, I bet y'all thought I fell off the side of the earth somewhere. Nah, nah, nicks. Nah, 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 nah. I, I didn't. Um, let's just get the particulars first. Welcome to Dr. Lovely's Couch Cafe. It's your host, Dr. Lovely here. And we are accompanied by my beautiful little pumpkin, Zakia. Who is sick? Who is sick? Somebody. Somebody somewhere told me this about you, baby. Heartbreaker. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> you will. You know, um, the nurse practitioner told me that um, it's because of the changes in the and the um, the atmospheric pressure and the moisture, you know, changing from dry to moist all the time is the reason why my asthma be acting up along with the pollen and all the other stuff. So um, the the, the temp, I mean, the um, humidity in in California is like often consistent. It never changes up too much. So the coming into a new um, environment changes everything. And a lot lot of the things that we don't take, but, the real reason why we deal with this being of native descent right is the trees and as along with the wildlife they um actually changed you know around us so we're being impacted by um things that were introduced into this ecosystem yeah so um a lot of us are impacted by it because this is they brought things from places that should not be in this particular places i mean and, and to really understand uh how and it's biblical yo seriously this is like like this is an old testament prophecy talk about this stuff and uh, you know what i'm saying how they have no regard for even the ecosystems and that will fuck them up but if you read the book of enoch you would know they did this before and and seriously like it's like people perception of biblical things is skewed because of everything we've been taught by our oppressors about about um our our cultural heritage and and history right and last night girl i was ooh it's a book called uh queen moo move she was a um mayan queen her name was queen mu and um they were talking about her reign and at the time how um the book is called queen mu and the the uh ancient sphinx the story of her is very similar to Isis. Really? Yes. So they were talking about how ancient records America is way older than anywhere else in the world. Like the relics, everything that was found here. This is just, I've been saying this for so long, right? And it's funny because I was talking to my um, supervisor because he's very learned and he likes to read and he's very, he loves history. And I'm telling him about all this other stuff. He said, oh, well, we've proved that wrong. No, motherfucker, goddamn. The people coming in, like, how do you, like, no, because it's a perception of people of believing that 
what they've been told was everything was false. But nigga, there's a map I was looking at yesterday. Yes, the map is fucking accurate. Understand me? A Moorish person did the map, but we already know the cartographers in the the 1400s up, right? Most of them were Jewish folks, those supposed Moors. Um, and I don't like to say Jews because I was reading some stuff yesterday where I was, well, I actually wrote it down because I, I, they talked about the difference if there were white Jews and black Jews and how they did not get along. I'm talking about in Europe now, goddamn. And, um, they stayed away from each other. They were like separate. They like didn't deal with each other, period. So, um, you have the, the, these, these mariners and cartographers they bank their reputation on the maps they made. So when you, you when we talk about all oh, these folks didn't know what they was talking about because things are on maps that that we don't know of today, and you discount it and discredit it, saying that they didn't know these folks constantly saw, sail the seas, so it could not be incorrect. But it's what we're taught, and because we don't have fucking goddamn critical thinking skills, because they don't teach it. Because critical thinking allows you the ability to really reason out and really think about something deeply. And I really want you to, to really think about that today as we go over the lesson. Because today's lesson is about detachment. And, and understanding seriously that what that means. Because it, it's, it's sustainable for your holiness in the way we're supposed to live. But I have something that's going to nail it seriously and and um man look uh, it's been a long week right i i i messed up on my fast which which is bad because because i was i was in my feelings y'all like i really was um and i'm 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 trying to pray through the situation um and Man, I'm just telling you, I did. <laughs> nigga, nigga, I did. Cause I was really feeling some type of way, and I'm, I, like my 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 heart, yeah, is is um is 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 secretly hoping that my relationship um heals, right? And and my mind is battling with my heart because what my mind sees is the state that it's in, and there's and I have no hope in seeing it. Yeah, um, turn into what it's supposed to be. And I've been battling with myself, you know, um, trying to to come to a conclusion to just start dating again. Because evidently he's moved on with his life. Um, Yeah. Yeah, evidently he's moved on with his life. And in my mind, I'm like, it's just time that I have to learn to move on with 
mine. Yes. So, um, I know there is something special about our relationship. There's no doubt about it. And I promise you, I've told him throughout my whole relationship, I know that the enemy don't want us together. Um, cohesively. I, I, I said that throughout my, like our whole relationship. I'm like, you have to understand it's something powerful about our relationship because the enemy don't want it to come together. And he is doing everything to stop it. I promise you, I came in this thing strong. But I promise you, I'm being beat down. So, and I'm reminded of um, Ezekiel, really. Um, and 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 it's just hard. So, um, I hope y'all really get something from this. This is not my lesson. Um, my very dear friend, Adonia, actually posted this on Facebook. And I told him that I was going to take his post and put my, my emphasis on this shit. And with his blessing, I'm going to do that today. So I wanted to give credit where credit is due because he he did it. And it was it was like two pages, right? Uh, by the time I touched it, it was nine. Nigga! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, uh, I just want to tell y'all niggas, it's definitely going to be a long one. Now, I don't know <laughs> if I'm going to break it up or not, which I might do. Last time I checked in, it was four pages. How long is it now? Niggas' name, goddamn. <laughs> uh, girl. I promise you, when I put my mind to something, I don't stop until I get it done. All right, now. Okay, so listen now, goddamn. We gonna, we gonna work this shit out. He call it detachment, but niggas, we're called to live a set-apart life. Goddamn. It's, it's, no, no matter what, that's exactly it. We're called... To live a set-apart life. Meaning, we must detach. Understand that. And, and, and I got a little breakdown in here. Because when, when, I, when I see it, I, I was recalled. Um, somebody did a, a little, a little um, snippet on, on Ivri. And Ivri is Eber. 
So let me bring you into it. Let's get started. Detachment is the name of the game. If you do it, you understand your life will forever be changed. Listen, I'm just doing what I call, I'm called to do. And if you ever heard me speak about this particular incident that happened in my life, I was at odds at this time in my life. Me and my ex-husband was really going through a lot of things. And I was so tired. You had to understand I was so tired because I, I went to my mother's house and I never talked to her this way because she, she, I came to her door and I said, Mom, I'm so tired. I'm so tired. And I cried. And she said, Sheree, you really must be tired. If you coming to talk to me. That's crazy. She did say that. If you coming to talk to me, you must be tired. But she did. I left y'all at home that day, so you can't remember this. It was just me and her by myself. I was so overwhelmed. I was broken. And I, I did not know what to do. So she called a prophetess. Her name was Frida. My first encounter with her, because she's the woman who trained me up. And Frida prayed for me and she told me that God had a husband for me. Who would be my best friend? But she also told me that I come from a long line of anointed women who rejected their call. She also told me that I would have a mission to go into the enemy's territory and bring one out. And every time I would go in to bring one out, God himself protected me. But see, she didn't understand what she was saying at the time. Today I do. Because see, in Christianity, you outside of God's covering when we step back into our heritage, we have a direct line connection with him. He then becomes our what? Protection because no other gods are interfering there. So if any one of y'all want to understand why I stay in this relationship. Is because he's the man that was so long prophesied unto me. Even though I'm tired, 
And sometimes we have to walk away. A lot of times y'all don't want to know or recognize what you have in your relationship until you're about to lose it. But you also have to remember one thing too. That our forefathers lost their heritage because they didn't appreciate what they had. So niggas, stop fucking around. Niggas, stop fucking around. Moving on now, goddamn. There are several connections throughout our lives. Attachments are embedded within other attachments. Me. Goddamn. That's loud. Turn it down. Okay. Meaning there's things connected to other things that connected to other things connected to other things. The spiritual life is also progressively let letting go of these attachments since it is only by doing so that we achieve freedom from oppression. Those first words are Adonai's. Here we go. Now, remember I told you about Ivrit. Ivri is Eber, transliterated, but not effectively. You know why? Because Eber is E-B-E-R, but Ivri is E-I-V-I-R. I'm sorry, I-V-R-I, Ivri. Most scholars believe that this is not his name, but... um, a nickname and it means one who's crossing over Ivri was a, a descendant of Shem now the Aramaic root Ein Bet Resh those are the Hebrew letters right Ein Bet and Resh relates to crossing over And the beyond, crossing over and the beyond, crossing over or going beyond. Considering that other names for the descendants of Shem also stand for places, Abar can also be considered the name of an area, perhaps near Ashur. A number of medieval scholars, such as Michael of Syrian, are Bar Hibara. Hibarias and Apegas or Agapus, the historian mentioned the prevailing view that the Hebrews had received their name from Abar. Well, uh, wow. Also, 
pointing out that according to others, the name Hebrew or Ivri meant those who cross. In reference to those who cross the Euphrates River with Ibrahim, Abraham, from Arur to Koran and in the land of Ka'an, or Ka'an, Canaan. Now, during the time of Eber, the Tower of Babel was being created. Now, mind you, he was given the name one who crosses over. Now, you can only surmise that he was trying to move his family away from all of chaos. And when you think about the significance of him being the progenitor of Ibrahim, then you will understand something in it. Because the Bible is allegorical. But everything in it is functional. Not dysfunctional. Moving on. First stage. This is Ananias' words. We, we must first separate ourselves from material possessions and let go of our desire for these things and hold on to them. This does not imply that we must abandon all our things. It's just that you don't allow, you're not so attached to them. You know, like, so, so the bull not coming here. He, he wants to stay in his home. But at the moment, that home isn't functional. And he's attached to it. But there's chaos surrounding being attached to it. And I've always told him to let it go. But for some reason, he doesn't know how to. Therefore, you stay within the chaos. We become so attached to things. Not realizing a lot of times the things we're so attached to often become a hindrance for us. Or they interfere with God's will for your life. So we hold on. And in holding on, we're not even realizing that we're holding on to chaos. We're holding on to dysfunction. We're holding on to something that keeps sucking you down into a pit of despair. It's like holding on to something that's so heavy that it keeps pulling you down. And you don't realize if you let go of it, the weight of it will stop weighing you down. And you'll be free. But our emotions tie us to things that keeps weighing us down. 
moving on. This does not imply that we must abandon all our things. Rather, it means that we must arrive at a point where we are free of our attachment to them. Realizing that financial possessions will never offer us true happiness is something we need to do. You got something to say, ma'am? The log and the coil voice sound was heard in the house of Pharaoh saying, Yosef's brothers are come, colon, pay attention, something important. And it was pleasing in the eyes of Pharaoh and his servants, 17, this is Genesis 45 and 17 now. And Pharaoh said to Yosef, Say to your brothers, do this. Load your animals and go. Head to the land of Canaan, meaning lowland or humility. Man, <laughs> the land of humility. <laughs> You'll catch it in a minute. Verse 18. And fetch your father and yours households and come to me colon and I will give you the good of the land of Mitzrayim meaning Egypt Mitzrayim means place of bondage and you shall eat the fat of the land meaning the good parts the best parts 19 now you are commanded do this Take wagons out of the land of Mitzrayim for your little ones and for your wives and bring your father and come. Also, regard not your possessions for the good of the land of Mitzrayim is yours. Pharaoh told him to leave everything behind and just come on. Mind you now, let's do a little backstory because you know the story of of um, Yosef is see this is why it's important to understand the thing first of all y'all niggas around here with the polygamy and shit always want to just be chasing behind that shit thinking that it's something um, it's, it's really done today based on their own selfish desires because now niggas is like oh well you know if I'm telling you we all living together then I ain't gotta cheat cause we I get to choose a woman and she come live with us. Well, niggas, truly, those women lived in their own homes. They didn't live together, you freak nasties. Because y'all doing all kind of freaky shit. And that's not, it's not righteous to be laying with both of your wives together. Y'all didn't, they didn't stay in the same house. For y'all New Testament niggas, it tells you two grown women shouldn't even live in the house. Because it's chaotic. And that takes you right back to where we are with this right here. (laughs) Now, mind you now. It's not um, Israel's fault. Because he was tricked. The day he saw his wife, Rebecca, in his heart, he said, 
I hope that's the woman for me. He just gazed upon her and he fell in love with her the moment he saw her. His love for her increased as they spent time together. And the, and the morning he woke up after they drunk his ass goddamn to sleep with Leah, he was pissed off. But he had to make the best out of a bad situation. So when his wife, Rebecca, couldn't have any children, it was hard for him. But Leah did. And he loved his children. But he loved the children with the woman he wanted to marry more because those were the children born out of the love he had for his mother. I mean, his woman. So it caused a discontention between the two. But mind you now, what really set his brothers off was the dream he had. Which often happens with us. God will give us a vision. And we're so excited, we'll tell everybody. And it will kill the dream. Because they don't understand it. So when he said he had a dream that his brothers bowed down to him. Well, it came to pass because had not they sold their brother into slavery, mind you now, which is what we were doing, our ancestors, which is why I stayed in perpetual goddamn slavery. Because we was doing the shit to our own folks. We still do it today. What mental slavery is what we do. We oppress each other. Because of shit, things. That's why we do it. Selfishness and desires. But God was preparing something for all the rest of those niggas that sold him in. But some of his brothers didn't because one of them, they really wanted to kill him. So he put him down in the hole. One of his brothers was going to go back and get him. But they beat him to it and sold him into slavery instead. But mind you, God will prepare a table before you in the presence of your enemies. How do I know? Because that's exactly what he did here. Do you think they took their stuff with them? No, they left it where it was. And they came the same way that they were supposed into a land ready to possess it because everything was already provided for them. Sometimes we don't know how to let go because we don't know. We're so busy stuck on the past, you know, like Lot's wife. That's why she turned into a pillar of salt because she was so stuck in her past that she couldn't recognize the future that God was giving her. Moving on, niggas got down. And the voice was heard saying in a mass of home, Mercy has added his brother to you. Due to his status in Egypt's, about, um, as an, as, um, due to his status as an Egypt's ambassador, 
and the many obligations he had, especially during this time of famine, Yosef wasn't able to go up to get his father directly. As a result, for Pharaoh's sake, he is exceedingly explicit in his instructions to his brothers. Pharaoh's connection with Joseph is certainly a favorable one that extends beyond politics and ruling class concerns. He lavishes the brothers with hospitality and gives Joseph the opportunity to lavish them with provisions and promise fruitful land upon their return. Don't be concerned about your stuff. All the goodness that comes from the land of distress is yours. Adversity teaches us that physical possessions are meaningless in comparison to the spiritual lessons we discover through the difficulties we face. Understand, we're so busy holding on to our past that we can't even see the the future that God has presented before you. The blessings of the things that he has in store for you. We're stuck in in past things that has transpired that we can't even move forward in our lives and be happy. Because we're so scared of what might happen. Hmm. Moving on. Stage two. Adonai's words. The next step is to separate ourselves from environments that we assume belong to us. And in the unpredictable in, in the unpredictable world, we see security and stability by clinging to something practical. What we do. Because it makes sense. What you uh-huh about? I'm just getting the words. Yeah. Would you like to expound? Huh? Would you like to expound? Well, I, I learned security and I have trust and stuff. So go ahead. But talk is trust and secure. So it'd be like the house, the pot, and the wall. Hmm. Wall represents being stuck too at times in the places that that's placed before yeah. you. Obstacles and like <clears throat> basically the obstacles in life that we face. Like obscured or something like that. It also means obscured. Uh-huh. Because it like stops you, like a wall can stop you from going places. Yes. But it, it can also protect you from the outside. <laughs> this is true. So it has like multiple meanings depending on how you use it in certain phrases or paired together with certain words. Yes. Because it can change. Interchangeably depending on the word before it or after it. Yeah. yeah. But in that case, it was uh, used in a, of like a protection. Protection. Yeah, that's security though. It is and protection. The pot is like a cover. Uh huh. So 
Because when you put something in a pot, it's like... It's completely sealed. It's a representation of God's covering around us. Yeah, because that's also that's also the representation of of um, the man, which is the house, which is our protection and our provider, and also in um, and what Yahuwah represents too when it's refer- referring to him in El, right? When when they say El, it, it's a representation of protection or God's protection or covering over us. Now, mind you. Sidebar, real quick. Yesterday, I was um, listening to to something, and I had to 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 sit down and, and um, think about it because you remember how I talk about how the man's responsibility is to guide us in righteous judgment, right? So, I was listening to Torah portions yesterday, and sidebar, seriously, um, I'll finish Adonai's thought and then I'll go into to um, my portion of his thought. He he um it was about a vow. A vow. The vows we make. Cause the thing about a vow, if we swear, um, because we are we do swear on God's name. It was it was it was something permitted in the culture, even though Christianity tell you not to. Um but um when you make that vow you have to keep it. Now whether or not you break it and start over again is going to be penalties for breaking the vow. Mm-hmm. Um, but for a woman, it's different. Now, this is how you know the man's responsibility in covering for um, the woman is spiritual. Now, here, here is the the uh, what it what what it says. Right, I'm I'm gonna do this real quick. Okay, it says. When a um, young woman is still living in her father's house, makes a vow to Yahuwah or obligates herself by a pledge, and the father hears about her vow or pledge but says nothing to her, then all her vows and every pledge by which she obligated herself will stand. Meaning, if her father does not intervene with the vow she pledged, meaning he's not okay with it, and he says, hey, no, you can't do that. Right. Um, then the vow cannot be established. But if he hears and he knows that she said it and he doesn't intervene, that means that she can be compliant with the vow. Yeah. But if her father forbids her when he hears it, none of her vows are Valid. the pledges by which she obligate herself to withstand. Yahuwah will release her because of her father has permitted. It's the same thing for the so husband. Yes, yes. Don't reach her yep. Her father is. Uh huh. Yep. Yep. Mhm. Now listen. If she marries after she makes a vow and her lips utter a a rash promise, is rash. She didn't think it out, right? right. By which she obligates herself, and her husband hears about it, mm-hmm. but says nothing to her. Then her vow, or the pledge by which she obligated herself will stand same thing right with the husband as the wife she's now under the protection of her husband who ensures her righteous protection Uh uh-huh okay but if her husband forbids her when he hears it he nullifies the vow that obligates her or the rash promise by which she obligates herself and yahuwah will release her 
meaning there will be no spiritual ramifications for the vow she breaks. So basically, her fate is dependent upon the person who is over her. Yes. Or whether he agrees with it or not. Yes. Got you. Meaning, in our culture, whether our husbands, our husband has to have the say over the promises we make to others. Right. Got you. And he has because he's ensured that this vow is carried out. You understand? See, see, I know y'all niggas, y'all niggas today think this shit's crazy, right? No, 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 no. This is why you go back to husband is for the protection. This is why it's responsible. Yeah, it's funny because I like, like seriously, it's, it's times where I, I, I go to the booth and I be like, hey, so what you think? He's like, why are you asking me? Do you understand? We, we're so disconnected from, um, our heritage as a people and our responsibilities because men is not used to women doing this. Consulting them. Consulting them. <laughs> it's unnatural to us now. If you put it that way, it makes it a lot more serious than it was. Right. If that is the case, we, we are operating our own devices and you leave us like this. We, we are. <laughs> that's why we all, us all kinds of shit. Our go- own places, our own opinions. Meaning we, that we. No, it literally is helping us to understand that women make rash decisions without really thinking about things sometimes. And it's responsible for our, our covering to, to make sure that we. You already hear me say it. I was like, nigga, if you. Leave a woman in her own thoughts, goddamn. We will catastrophize some shit. Uh-huh. Do you understand? Oh, uh, come on here now. Y'all be thinking not, I be. I promise you. Listen, listen. 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 <laughs> but you know, nigga <laughs> women. Okay, but you already know, nigga women today ain't going down with no. that. No. You think, you mean what? You say I gotta do what? Nigga, you I'm can't tell me life. what to do. Our lives are so chaotic. <laughs> Why our families in uproar? We don't consult uh, our husbands at all. We don't. Nigga. Now we got to. <laughs> yeah. We are on our own at this point. We don't. <laughs> but you notice it says God will release her from it. No, 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 no. Pause. It means that when we vow a vow. And our husbands don't say shit. That means he's responsible for the repercussions that take place upon her, meaning that shit gonna be on his head. More so on hers, nigga, goddamn. He's taking responsibility for her actions. Do you understand that, nigga, man, goddamn? Oh, yeah. Niggas, niggas, niggas. See, see, see that there? Takes the part where it says that uh, <laughs> when she go outside, <laughs> she, she breaks dishonor on your head. <laughs> she acting up in the streets. <laughs> That's a reflection of you, bitch. Yes. <laughs> I mean, and you. that looks bad on you. Oh, yeah, you're responsible for it. You, you ain't got no control over your nigga woman. Fair point. Over her. <laughs> that means you ain't got control in your house. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get, get to it because I know y'all niggas. 
I know y'all niggas. I know y'all nigga men like hell yeah, goddamn shit. Yeah, and all the nigga women like fuck this no, shit. This ain't easy. No, no way. Honey. Oh no, nigga, you know the nigga women like that's the old testament. That's done away with. We yeah, ain't gotta do that. Do <laughs> niggas, y'all bind to it. You better know it. Moving on. Uh-huh. About the women who was uh, sacrificing the cakes. That's why she. That's that. That's what that statement means, right? Didn't tell us anything about it, so. Bam. Uh, <laughs> so we just did it. Now you see why they were. Now you see why them nigga women sacrificing the cakes that's to the queen of heaven, yeah, huh? Yeah. Old, old and and when hard, and right? when the prophet said. <laughs> Now you sacrifice it to the you sacrifice it to the, to the uh, cakes to the queen of heaven and the one, nigga woman said. Now you coming here talking to us. Our husband seen us do this and they ain't said shit. So who are you to tell us what so, to do? They all right they with what we, we doing. doing. They didn't say anything about it. So get with it. Get get in where you fit in, sir. Okay, moving on. I just wanted to throw <laughs> that in. I had to make sure I had to write that down. I said, see y'all be thinking I. Like, oh no, see people be thinking I be making up stuff. Y'all think we be making up stuff? Man, that puts it in a whole new perspective. Do you understand me? <laughs> uh, 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 father, father? He has it? to be a witness to it. So, so, um, so, Father, again, again, you have proven me. Yeah, you proved me. Yes, you did. Hold on. Let's get to it. <coughs> yes, yes. So, however, no matter how much we like a location... We can never keep it. Neighborhoods, cities, and countries are always evolving. People and families are always on the go. Nothing in this world is permanent. And nothing stays the same. Hell yeah, Adonaya. Hell yeah. Nothing stays the same. Um, I add, even if we are able to somehow maintain the current conditions. No, that's him. We would still lack assurance. A fire can destroy our house. A conflict or a tragedy might wreak wreak havoc on on our nation. September 11th. There is no genuine safety in belonging any place. And there is no actual safety in a geographical location, which is true. Kudos, Adonaiah. Kudos. I'm telling you, he did a good job with that. And Yakob persecuted his journey toward Haran. And he reached Mount Moriah. And he tarried there overnight near the city of Luz. And Yahuwah appeared there unto Yakob. That night and he said unto him colon pay attention huddle up listen closely i am yahuwah the yah of ibrahim thy father and the yah of isaac the land wherein thou liest to thee will i give it and to thy seed 
And behold, I am with thee and will keep thee in all places, whether thou goest. And I will multiply thy seed as the stars of heaven. And I will cause thine enemies to fall down before thee. And when they shall wage war against thee, they shall never prevail over thee. Semicolon. And I will bring thee back into this land in joy and in gladness with children and with great wealth. And when Jacob awoke from his sleep, he was exceedingly joyful at the vision which he had seen. And he called the name of the place Bethel, the house of Yahuwah. And Jacob arose from that place, much rejoiced, and when he walked his feet, Felt light to him for gladness. Genesis chapter 28. This happened right before he met his wife, Rebecca. This promise changes the whole narrative in our history as a people. He solidifies the promise that he made his father. He solidified the promise he made to Isaac. And he began to establish a thing with Jacob. Moving on. On the other hand, when we advance spiritually, we start to realize that home is a spiritual term of place rather than a specific location, whereas Yahuwah Elohim is, that is home. Even amid as close relatives, we feel homeless and abandoned when the divine is not present. Disconnected. For me, when I'm disconnected for God, from God, it is a chaotic space. I feel so lost. All the families of the earth shall bless themselves by you. The commentators are divided. Reshi, 11th century France, imagines people literally using Ibrahim's name as a blessing. When he says all the families of the earth will bless themselves by you. A man says to his sons, may you be like Ibrahim. Rabam, 12th century Spain, suggests that the nations will be blessed because of a myriad of Abraham, 
These interpreters emphasize the distinctiveness of Abraham and his family. But when he said all the nations will be blessed by us, imagine how the Bible completely is known throughout all the earth. And even though there are multiple religions that came up out of it, understand the impact that had to have on many people in order for those religions to come out of it. For them to want to align or align themselves with our culture and heritage. Think about that. As much as the people as much as people hate the Bible, you gotta realize there's something spiritually transformation about the fact that people align themselves and want to be connected to this story, this uh, uh, culture, this um, heritage. Everybody want to be like it. Do you not understand that? People so busy down in it, they don't really take into consideration what I'm saying right now. There has to be something spiritually transformational about that. That people wanted to copy it and make their own versions of it. Because that's pretty much what that is. Christianity is a copy and a version of it. Islam is a copy and a version of it. Do you understand what I'm saying? Even though you'll think it's the other way around because that's what you've been taught. But let's not forget the Catholic Church had a hand in translating all the rest of those religions. Just saying. Just saying. Because we already know they, they hated our God. Moving on. Yes, they did. A certain group of commentators present an alternative viewpoint. They draw attention to the fact that the Hebrew root Barak, which nearly invaluably denotes blessing as in Baruch Atta, blessed are you. Can you give me um, the explanation of the B-R-N-C-H? Barak. B. Bet. Bet? Uh-huh. Bet is the house. Yes, bet is the house. Inside. It's like a place to be inside. Uh-huh. Covering. No, not covering. It is a covering, though, is it not? No, that's the, um... That's the... It's a cat. Cat? Cat is the covering. Okay. The clay pot. So, bet is the protection? Pet is like the, the house. You're inside of something. Okay. So... I didn't get to rest yet. Okay. I... Uh, um... And Ket is Ket. Uh huh. Ket. Was it the cage? Uh, no, no. It's a C H. Yeah, that's the clay pot. That's the. Um, that's the covering. Cause it's there's an end. I'm sure. So Barak, but Baraka is in is yeah. a, a. It's Tet. Tet. Oh, sorry, cat is the wall. Mm-hmm. The wall. Cat. Mm-hmm. Not the clay pot. That's it. Okay. 
which nearly so the one like the end obstruction outside to stop or to protect <clears throat> okay so baruch right blessing also denotes to graft one plant to another in horticulture meaning one is being secured in to be attached to it right and christians believe that's where they come in but that's not the case because the the um the he- i don't like to say heathen cuz that's really what they say the nations or the gentiles were or had access um to keeping torah they were not rejected cuz even in the even in war they were allowed to um bring them in um and remember we we learned about this when um the um remember we went over this when we were talking about how those people tricked their ass <laughs> and then they had it they had to be their servants and mind you in the Hebrew, y'all hear servant, you always think about something. We ourselves were associated with servile work. It was paid work. Because when we keep more deeds, it tells you that we can't do any servile work. That's the term that's used. Not slave. They just want y'all to think that shit. It's servile work. Moving on. Um, The seventh promise is translated, all the families of the earth shall be grafted unto you. Having the knowledge that the families of the earth shall be mixed within our family. Accepted. Further explanation is provided in the commentary. The land, the leading families of the land will be mixed with you. So that you won't be considered foreigners or strangers amongst them. Don't forget, niggas, you've always heard me say that our enemies were mixed within us when we went into captivity. So you wouldn't be able to tell the difference between the two. So when you think about how right now that the the spiritual awakening of Israel realizing who they are, they they associate all black peoples of the earth as one nation in Israel, but that's not the case because niggas was created was all over the earth and there were many tribes and nations. So you can't tell the difference between Israel or the nations right now. You can't. Moving on, stage three. The next step is for us to distance ourselves from others and let go of our ties to acquaintances, coworkers, spouses, and kids. And you notice how it says and kids. <laughs> I heard Corey Hogan the other day say his kid ain't shit because the mama ain't shit. Well, that's funny because that's some shit you always hear me say. That you got to remember who you leaving your children to be raised by. Mind you now, he ain't taking no accountability for being out on the road and not connected to his kid and spending time with the kids. Goddamn that you completely move yourself from the situation. So therefore, she had no choice but to raise the kids. But then you won't be mad and talk that shit. Yeah, but if you knew that's the case, why would you leave your child with someone that's unstable? So clearly you ain't, but, but he did say I was young and stupid, so I know better now, but I'm just saying, we got to take accountability for our actions, but you had a hand, no hand in it. So you, you can't blame the, you can't do that. You got to take some responsibility. 
how the kid turned up. Yeah, you got to take, you got to take responsibility. Yes, you got to take responsibility. Niggas don't like that. Nigga men don't like taking responsibility. Y'all ass don't. Thank you. Thank you so much, ma'am. I know y'all think I be talking shit and I be out of line for it, but I mean, truth is truth. Let's get to it. We frequently behave as though others are our property and treat them like things to win their trust and loyalty. Woo we father I didn't have it. Nigga, goddamn. Nigga, 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 Adonaya, that's the but it's true. We do. We feel like we gotta win people over to love us. We need that validation. Especially for people who did not have that from their parents. Yeah. However, they are not actually ours in the slightest. Elohim Yahuwah is the owner of them all. Our friends and our co-workers are only companions on the journey. Our parents are divine suppliers who provide us with love and affection. Now, nigga, some, some parents don't give you love and affection. We don't. They just don't. I'm not saying that I don't. I'm just saying that some parents don't because I ain't get it. Our children, I did, my stepdad did give us love and affection. Our, our children are souls entrusted to us to care and nurture, to guide and to encourage until they can spread their own wings. Deuteronomy 7 and 6. For thou art a holy people unto Yahuwah thy God. Yahuwah thy God hath chosen thee to be his own treasure out of all the peoples that are upon the face of the earth. Niggas, you already understand that is some real ass important shit there. Huh. Uh-huh. Exodus 19 and 5. Now, therefore, if ye will hearken unto my voice indeed and keep my covenant then ye shall be mine own treasure from among all the peoples for all the earth is mine wait wait pause pause back up niggas did he say if you a christian nigga did he say if you reject the torah nigga did he say that Ah, shit, pause, hold on. Now, therefore, if ye will hearken unto my voice indeed, hearken, niggas, to the voice. God did tell me, and I ain't gonna do that. (laughs) But somebody did tell me before. Somebody did tell you. So you mean to tell me God told you another time through another person? Okay, mm-hmm. Okay. Well, he didn't tell you so, so it don't count. I remember when I told Bishop that he was supposed to have a son. He told me somebody told him that before. But then he said, I ain't having no more kids. I was like, wow. So you said two people told you that, and then... He refused. Yeah. Deuteronomy 26 and 17. Thou hast avouched. Avouched means to affirm, acknowledge openly. Make Good answer for from the French avatar. Call upon as authority. Thou has avouched Yahuwah this day to be thy God. Ooh, ooh, nigga, nigga. Now mind you now, this is when we said this is when the forefather agreed that we was gonna keep Torah. That we was going to teach our children the Torah. That we was going to pass it down generation to generation. And that nobody would be disconnected. That we all would agree to keep it. And we swore an oath. 
Oh, shit. By the name of God. Forever, niggas. Forever, ever. Forever, ever. Forever, ever. He said, what? Thou have a vote. A vote to affirm, acknowledge openly. Uh, did they do it openly? Yes. In the sight of the heathens, they did it. Because they brought heathens with their ass from Egypt. So they had the stranger amongst them. So in the sight of the strangers, they avouched. Yahuwah, this day to be thy God. You are our God. Nobody else, nigga. Not Jesus, not Muhammad, not Buddha, not Krishna, not Vishnu. No. But him. It's set in stone. I ain't even make that promise. I don't give a damn if you did that. Well, can't nobody make it for me, but they did. And blood was sprinkled, nigga. It's a blood off. You already know. Blood in, blood out. Yeah. If the people that worship the Satan know the goddamn blood in, blood out, it's some real shit. Y'all ass better recognize it. No matter if you made it or not. It doesn't matter because niggas, you bonded in a way. And that thou wouldest walk in his ways and keep his statutes and his commandments and his ordinances and hearken unto his voice. 18. And Yahuwah hath avouched thee this day. What was it, niggas? Well, avouched, affirmed, acknowledged openly. To be his own treasure. Don't be going to whoring around with other gods. Jesus. Muhammad. Buddha. Vishnu. Nigga. Self. Because I'm a god. You breaking bread with the god? God body. Niggas. Because y'all ass walking around here talking about I'm Elohim because I'm a god too. Y'all want to be gods. Shit. Just saying, niggas. Y'all be saying a bunch of dumbass shit. Move it on now, goddamn. And that thou shalt keep all his commandments. And to make thee high above all the nations that he hath made. Niggas, y'all low above the nations right now. All the way on the bottom now, goddamn. Maybe y'all might want to try something new. Just saying, goddamn it. In praise and in name and in glory. Wait a minute. Listen up. Back that up. So when he affirmed you, he said that he would make you above all nations that he had made in praise and in name and in glory. And that thou mayest be a holy people unto Yahuwah, thy God, as he has spoken. Well, nigga, technically in praise, yes, because nigga, everywhere you go, people reverence the Jews. That ain't even the real folks. They get homage and special preferential goddamn treatment all under your name. Now, ain't that some shit? 
Stage four, after we have spread, separated from items, locations, and people, we must now detach from thoughts derived from our lives experience. We might have spent 20 or 30 years honoring our craft. I've been in this job for 30 years. It's all I know. I ain't doing nothing else. You know how contented y'all can get. We may have achieved celebrity and distinct in our chosen field. However, our knowledge is really an illusion. It really is because it don't mean shit to God's. And nobody can comprehend the fast. The, 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 we, we ain't even knowledgeable unto him. We may have achieved celebrity and distinction in our chosen field. However, our knowledge is really an illusion. We are all in the dark without the vast unknowns of human existence. Nobody knows where we can, where we come from or where we will go after we die. We have not identified the significance of our existence in our lives on this earth. True knowledge begins with the realization that we know nothing at all. We ain't shit. We don't know shit. We think we shit and we just need to get the fuck together. Because we always want to show somebody we something. You should hear me in anger management. I be talking much shit. I really do. Because you know how men are. Y'all think y'all something? Y'all like to braise up and show that you a man? And it, like for what? What is it? Like, words now. But a lot of it comes from places where men felt out of control in their lives as, as, as young boys. We talked about that this week. <coughs> and, one of the bro- and one of the brothers said, he's not realized. Now I'm starting to put all these things together as to my responses and the things that happen in life. And now I got to start paying attention to these things. Because we talked about triggers and understanding what the trigger is when you're being triggered. An example was disrespect. Well, who disrespected me? And why do I feel a need to braise up when I feel disrespected? Instead of just saying, I got too much to lose. I ain't got time for you. Bye. Yeah, it is. Proverbs 1 and 2. To know wisdom and instruction to comprehend the words of understanding, to receive discipline of wisdom, justice, and right, and equity, equality, to give prudence to the simple, to the young man, knowledge, and discretion, that the wise man may hear and increase in learning, and the man of understanding may attain unto wise counsels with an S. To understand a proverb and a figure, the words of wise of the wise and their dark sayings. The fear of Yahuwah is the beginning of knowledge, but the foolish despise wisdom and discipline. The foolish despise wisdom. But you know he's not just talking about world's wisdom. He's talking about his, the father's wisdom. 
Yeah? And they despise discipline. Because it takes discipline to keep Torah. It does. That's Proverbs chapter 1, 2 through 7. Proverbs 18, 15. The heart of the prudent. Prudent means acting with or showing care and thought for the future. Meaning, one that respects their future and where they're going in life. But understand your hope is in the principles which continues on with us. Right? That discipline takes us to a whole nother place. <coughs> Getteth knowledge. The heart of the prudent getteth knowledge, and the ear of the wise seek knowledge. Proverbs chapter 2, 1 through 9. My son, if thou wilt receive my words and lay up my commandments with thee, so that thou make thine ear attend unto wisdom. As you come to seek it, yeah, and incline your ear so that you can receive it, and thine heart incline to discernment, yea, if thou call for understanding and lift up thy voice for discernment, if thou seek her as silver as you obtain and search for her as for hidden treasures, then shalt thou understand the fear of Yahuwah. Now, if you respect wisdom, you will understand the fear of God and find the knowledge of God. For Yahuwah gives wisdom. Ah, oh, shit, niggas. Did it say the school give wisdom? Wisdom. Wisdom. <laughs> Did it tell you you learned it from a book? Well, technically, yes. But the fear, but God gives us wisdom. Oftentimes we reject it because we don't like the way it's packaged. We don't like that we have to be what it said, disciplined. Because it takes discipline. Half of y'all ass just read a verse a day. I, I remember, I, like one of my coworkers, he said, I'm only going to read a verse or two. I ain't got time for nothing else. See, the reason why he tell us to, to, to constantly keep our mind on the principles is so that we won't err. Because the more you know a thing, the more you incorporate, incorporate it in your life, the less likely you are to fall and make these mistakes. Moving on. Ye layeth up sound wisdom for the upright. He is a shield to them that walk in integrity. Integrity. Now, I, I, I stopped talking to someone because they don't operate in integrity. And they asked me why I was mad and, and what is, was it about money? Because he owed me money. I said, no, because you made multiple um, declarations to pay me for something that you never did. 
and the time that it came to pay up, you fucking went left with it. And, and oh, oh, I did, I did. I said, no, this is not about money. This is about you being a black man and keeping your motherfucking word. See, black men, y'all make women promises all the motherfucking time, but y'all break your promises. But you look to us to keep our promises to you, to uphold the standard towards you. So if I'm going to hold a standard and hold myself responsible for the things that I say to you and do for you, I expect you to do the same motherfucking shit for me. So how is it okay for me to hold a standard for myself in the treatment toward you, the promises I make to you, and the dealings I have with you? And I can't get you to do the same for me. How the fuck does that look? How do you look as a man when you promise your woman something that you don't stand by? But you expect her to keep her promises to you. How do you live with yourself as a man being able to do that? To not have a standard. To make promises that you don't keep. It tells me everything I need to know about you. And I'm not saying I'm a perfect person. But damn. One gotta have some kind of standard in their life. Alright, alright. I know that hurt for a lot of y'all niggas, but it's okay. Truth is truth. Thy light up with sound wisdom. So that's what I told him. And he said, okay, cool. Now and then he got in his feelings. No, nigga, goddamn. Be honorable sometimes. You ain't got to do it all the time, but sometimes, goddamn, surprise a motherfucker. God. Just saying, I don't know. Y'all be doing too much, and y'all don't want nobody to hold y'all accountable for the shit you do. Because we judging them. That ain't no, yes, fuck yeah, it's judgment. You need some. Y'all need some because y'all be all over the place with stuff. And you don't have accountability and you don't stand in your, in your, um, in principle. Somebody should hold you accountable for the lack of principle in your life. Maybe things in your life will shift if you have some kind of equity, equality. Just saying. That he may guard the path of justice and preserve the way of his godly ones. You, Israel, then shalt thou understand righteousness and justice and equity. Yea, every good path. I told you the good path is what? Understanding righteousness and justice. And equity. And you always hear me saying that. In our relationships, we have to have those things. In our doings and dealings with others. We love to have short patience for the wrongs that people have towards us. But we don't have short patience for the wrongs that we do to others. 
nor do we try to correct or bring resolution and apologize for our wrongdoings. What is it? I was trying to see if that's the same thing as meek and humble. Yes. Meek and humble. What's the um what's the the um definition according to Paleo? So they they reference it as um the word the seed and the man. I'm. The I. Mm-hmm. I understand. To understand or not have knowledge. Have knowledge of, yeah. Yep. The seed. To see. The life or. Yeah. The spirit. The water. And the man. Uh-huh. So to understand the life of man. To understand the life of man. Mm-hmm. Is humility. Me for Yes. Mm-hmm. It's actually what we call. This is why I said psychology has its foundation in Hebrew or the Bible, right? It's just basic common courtesy towards your fellow man. To have empathy. Mm-hmm. Not sympathy, but empathy is your ability to put yourself in someone else's shoes. Yes. I told you the Hebrew language is, is synonymous. It all coincides with, with keeping things functional. The prideful man is what? It's the flick, the bull, and the man. Yes, the flick, the, the, the fire. The foot. Oh, the foot. Like a man's foot. Like they being trampled on or they trample, trample on some somebody hard. And the bull. Yes, because that's hard. That represents something heavy. <laughs> a prideful man. <laughs> One who walks hard on others. Pretty much. Hmm. Stage five, we must disconnect from our beliefs once we have separated from our thoughts. We all grow up with a set of values that we uphold dear. We cling to such ideas no matter what occurs in our lives. We believe that upholding our point of view is our spiritual obligation. You already know, niggas, goddamn. We deal with this shit every day. You always hear me talk about it all the time. You know how it is. You will enforce something. And I'm guilty of it. At one point in my life. And I stopped doing it. And it was really because you seeing your folks going down the wrong path and you trying to stop their ass. I've always had an ability to see a downfall before it takes place. And when you tell people that the downfall is coming, they come against you and you so busy trying to save them for themselves. Nigga, they get mad at you. That was, that's me. That's me. I'm Please, I'm telling you, just don't do it. Don't do it. I'm like, it's going to happen. And then they get mad at you, like you wish you had bad stuff on me, or or you 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 doing this and that. I'm like, oh wow, like you don't see, uh, you ain't seeing what I'm seeing. It's like seeing an accident take place before it happens, 
and you're doing everything to protect the person by telling them to put a seatbelt on or telling them to do this, telling them to do that, and they fighting you everywhere, truth and nail, and you're trying to get them to protect themselves, and they don't want to protect themselves. Like, like seriously, I had to learn to let go and stop doing it. I got, I had, I had to stop. And it's so hard to, to um, see people you love, you know, fall and and experience hardships and things like that. It's so hard for me. But I had to learn to let go. How many times was fair warned? Nigga. It hurt heart. <laughs> every time, even time, every time. But then, still, after some time, he turned around again, and still, with the vengeance, he pursued them. Yeah, so you understand. Well, he died in the process. Yes, he did. Well, his people died in the process. Come on, here now. We believe that upholding our point of view is our spiritual obligation. However, the spiritual life does not begin until we recognize the limitations and flaws in our own attitudes. You always hear me say that. I hold myself accountable for the actions I have towards others. I try my best to correct my wrongdoings. I apologize for when I offended. And then I go back over what I have done Come on here now. When we begin to extend our consciousness and when we embrace Elohim Yahuwah truths as written in Torah, the laws and teachings of the Torah are what, Yah, the source of all truth, yeah, is who he is. The Father is the source of all truths, considers to be the definition of truth as seen in Psalms 119. Psalms 119 verse 163 states, I hate and abhor falsehood. I love your teaching. Take note of the contrast between falsehood and your teaching. The teachings of Yah, which we denote, denote means as if by a vow or by a formal or solemn act to set apart or to consecrate, I mean, conse- consecrate. Right? Which we denote to be the Torah are the ones that are specific, um, specifically mentioned in this passion, passage. Thus, It is clear from our context clues that truth is defined as the Torah's commandments. As a result, everything that seeks to contradict the Torah's teaching would be considered untrue. Father, what was it? Well, Father, riddle me this. So when the niggas... You know, the captors told us that the Torah was done away with. That would be what? A violation. Anything that contradicts the Torah's teaching would be considered untrue. Father, what was it? 
Did the niggas say it's done away with? Father God, wait, 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 wait. Um, anything that contradicts the Torah teachings would be considered untrue. Well, Father, huh? What was it? When they said Jesus is a name that they call upon for salvation when Torah states long before there was a Jesus that your name, the Father, is salvation. Would that be would that be a contradiction of what's spoken of? Ah shit, niggas. Ah shit. Comprehending the difficulty of interpreting the meaning of the scriptures is crucial. Pause. Say lot, niggas. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. One more time. Comprehending the difficulty of interpreting the meaning of the scriptures is what? Crucial. This information also helps us to understand why Christianity's teachings have fallen apart since they aim to disprove Torah's teachings, which are true. Father, huh? But was Wait a minute. Say lot, niggas. Reflect on that shit one more time. Huh? What was it? Ah, oh, shit. Um, one more time. Comprehending the difficulty of interpreting the, the meaning of the scriptures is critical. This information also helps us to understand why Christianity's teachings have fallen apart since they aim to disprove Torah's teachings. Comma, another thought. Which are true. The Torah is embodied in God's precepts. And they must not be disregarded. False teachings assert that we are not required to uphold the precepts that our Abba constructed in Torah. Niggas. If you really want to understand, it's 170 verses. But the very interesting thing that I learned this day about some shit called the pill crew. That little P word, the little P, the backwards P Uh that be at the end of the Bible verses. See, y'all don't understand. That means it's the end of a thought and a new paragraph starts. But see, they put all these... um, these these verses with numbers and it kind of confuse you so you think everything is a single thought which is why y'all read one uh verse at a time but you really can't understand anything you always hear me saying this over and over again see they know black people don't really understand punctuations and grammar grammatical uh 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 teachings Cause see, without understanding punctuations and grammatical teachings, niggas goddamn we get messed up in, in in this language because it's really not our original language. One, we read in backwards. That's one. Pause. We read in backwards, but the pill crew go back to something very interesting. So what the transliteration was in Greek, they would turn it upside down and read it in the other direction. So it would read one way, and then they would turn it around, and then read it in a different direction and it would have two different meanings exactly. so it's taking you back to a cult 
but going back to what we were talking about a long time about the English language and spells and casting and whatnot, it would be considered what we call backward masking. But it's associated with the Greek language. Father, what was it? Well, huh? Because they put it in the mirror. Yes, they did. And once you read it, the spell is on you. Do you understand me? You have to read it aloud. You want to put a spell to activate. Come on now. Father. Father, I know these niggas think I'm tripping. I know they think things are not as complex as I try to make it seem because they seem to think that I be thinking shit is so complex at times. But sometimes shit is really fucking complex. Sometimes you got to sit and reflect on some things, goddamn. Ponder a little bit. Now, I got a couple of verses just to help you understand why Proverbs 119 is so critical to understand. Verse 18 you reject all who stray from your laws. Oh, shit. One more time. You reject all who strays from your Torah, because that's what it should say, but they translate it to laws to catch y'all ass off guard, goddamn. For they who astray are false and deceitful. Father, what was it? They who stray from what? Keeping Torah. Niggas. Verse 20, 126, they have violated your teachings. Verse 128, truly, by all your precepts, I walk straight. I hate every false way. What's a false way? Rejecting Torah. Pause. 136, men do not obey your teachings. Father. Does Christians obey the Torah? I'd watch it. No, niggas. No. Father, does Muslims obey the Torah? No, niggas. No. Father, do Buddhists, Hindus, and the rest of the like obey your Torah? No, niggas. No. Father, you said a whammy baby for our ass, didn't you? <laughs> yes, niggas. Yes. Pause. Anyway, moving on. I know y'all can't stand my ass. 140. Your word is exceedingly pure and your servant loves it. Verse 142. Your teachings are true. Verse 151. All your commandments are true. Verse 152. I know from your decrees of old, you have established them forever. Father, did it, did, did it say forever? Forever? Forever, ever? Forever, ever, niggas. All right. Verses 160 and 161. Last one. Truth is the essence of your word. Your just rules are eternal. My heart thrills at your word, Father. When y'all hear the word, y'all be like, cut, 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 cut out. Mm, I don't like that. I reject it. That's why. That's why y'all don't like it. Because it cuts your ass. It's supposed to cut. Now let's move on. The scriptures mentioned above declare what is true in Yahuwah's eyes. But they also show the writer's love for the truth. 
which we must also have if we want to have a deeper connection with our Abba. If we value the truth, we must consult Yahuwah's word for the solutions. Psalms 119, 1-42 Truth is the Holy One's seal. Blessed be He. The term truth is a translation of the Hebrew word for truth, meaning emet, which is made up of the letters Aleph. What's Aleph means? What's what's Aleph? Aleph. That's the bull. That's the bull. Mm-hmm. Protection or our covering, right? That we are, that God is our protection and our covering, but we are upholding unto him. Do you understand that part? You got Mim there? Mm-hmm. Did you got Mim? Mim. Mm-hmm. Not yet? Not yet. Okay. Not yet. And Tav. Tav. Mm-hmm. Tav is the end. Don't worry about it. Every word there is true. And yeah, and, and the God of truth is there. And everywhere there is a lie, his absence is felt. So in the midst of truth, God is there. But in the midst of a lie, the shaitan lives. the deceiver. Come on here now. Both the prophet and the psalmist assert that their individual evidence is true that Yahuwah Elohim is truth and thy Torah is truth. According to Psalms one fifth, I mean Psalms 15 and 2 and speaks the truth in his heart, the prophet says, if his people, they have taught their tongues to speak lies, they weary themselves to commit iniquity, Jeremiah 9 and 4. The Holy One, blessed be he, hates a person who speaks one thing with his tongue and another with his heart. This is a fundamental prohibition in the Hebrew culture. The phrase Torah of truth indicates that truth is a separate entity with its own existence, which is precisely how the Torah defines emit truth. Proverbs 28 and 9. He that turneth away his ear from hearing Torah even his prayer is an abomination. <laughs> Father, why, why is he? Now, niggas, see, Father, the Christians tell the people that no matter what they do, you gonna love them, you gonna hear them, you gonna be there, goddamn. That's what it. That's what the Christians told them. But your words say in Proverbs twenty-eight nine, he that turneth away his ear from hearing the Torah, even his prayer is an abomination to God. Now you see why in Job the last chapter, God told the people that offended Job to bring a money, but to bring an offering so that Job could pray for them. Hmm. Because it takes a Torah doer to pray for you. Hmm. 
But see, I would say this then. If the living God does not hear your prayer, then what God is? Oh, shit just got real, didn't it? Shit just got real. Father, say what now? Huh? Niggas, niggas don't know there's a whole bunch of other gods granting requests around the town. If the living God does not hear your prayers, niggas, who granting your request? You want me to say it one more time? Go ahead. Okay, niggas, listen. Huddle up. Hold on, hold on. Let me, let me, let me get real close. Real, real close. Niggas, if the living God does not honor your prayers, what God is granting your request? Say la. Let's reflect a minute. I want you to really think about that. Because cause I know, I know you think I'm speaking blasphemies. And I know the niggas want to rise up and stone my ass for the shit I just said. All right, now. Whosoever causes the upright to go astray in an evil way, he shall fall himself into his own pit. But the wholehearted shall inherit good. Father, anybody that teach lies and deceit, woe unto your ass. And I know a lot of y'all do it in ignorance. But father, what was it? I think I, I think I think I think you might want to hear this one more time. Hold on, Proverbs twenty-eight and nine. If you don't know, get your Bible and huddle up, niggas. He that turneth away his ear from hearing the Torah law, even his prayer is an abomination. Verse ten: Whosoever causes the upright to go astray in an evil way, he shall fall himself into his own pit. Semicolon. Something important is next. But the wholehearted shall inherit God. Are good. Hmm. Stage six. We go on to separate our expectations for the good deeds we hope to perform in this world after letting go of our rigid set of beliefs. However, or whether we want to save the world or just lead respectable lives. There comes a point when we must abandon all our goals and acknowledge that the Almighty is the one who wrote the story. But was it? You in control? Huh? Nigga said you ain't. Ah, shit, niggas. Huh? Did you say a fool denies that there is no God? You also said a fool walks in his own way. Is a stumbling block to himself. Wait a minute, niggas. Okay. What happens in our lives is predetermined by he who controls our destinies. We can make complex mental barriers and make our own plan as we want but none of them will materialize if yahuwah elohim 
is not involved. Even if we, even if they succeed, it will only be temporary and restricted in a scope. Father God in heaven, you know how it is. You know when you done told niggas to do some shit and the niggas don't do the shit and then they think their lives is comfortable and all of a sudden, bam! Cause you think you doing right in your own eyes and then bam! And then bam! bam. That person spoke evil upon my life. No, niggas, God was warning you, goddamn. But you thought you knew what you was doing was correct in your own eyes. And then all of a sudden, damn, you realize you didn't know what the hell you was doing. But we still don't correct our shit. Come on here now. My daddy said I was preaching this week. I think I might be now. Niggas. Get a hold of yourself. Oh, y'all think y'all know what's best, though. Y'all don't console him in nothing. Uh-huh, none of us do, goddamn. We just be going doing shit all willy-nilly. You done heard me say I be doing shit. And God told me not to do it. And then, ba Nigga. I'm going to confess my shit now, goddamn. I'm just saying. Hmm. On the other hand, if that energy of the timeless bounds, Elohim Yahuwah is behind a project, then there is nothing that can stand in its way. Father God in heaven. Niggas. So I had an interview on Thursday now, goddamn. <coughs> And 30 minutes before the interview, the father said, you can take this job. It's yours. No doubt. Or you can reject it and see what I got for you. Niggas, I went to the interview. Okay. Let me tell you, it was really interesting. I got a piece of hair in my eyes. Let me tell you, it was really interesting. I have never went into an interview and not been interviewed. I was not interviewed. I was not, mind you, I was not interviewed. You know, interviewer will interview you. All they said was, tell us about yourself. I told them after I was done. They said, whichever one you choose. Two positions was laid out. Leadership position, mind you now. It was mine. It still is. I got to Tuesday to give a decision to tell them I was going to take the job or not. Mind you now. In my mind. Huh? I want to take the job because I'm scared. And the reason why I'm scared is because all the things are coming together now. God is showing me favor. I had a talk yesterday with someone who has a building that I can use to do my programs and stuff at. So I'm looking at all of the failures to get me here. And I'm so scared that it might fall through again because everything fell through. And in my mind, I want to take the job. But in my heart, I don't want to. When God sets something in motion, there is nothing that anyone can do to get in the way of it. When I tell you the favor that I've been receiving lately is if God himself 
is putting these things in motion. I can't even explain how unexplainable these incidences have been in the past two months. From the lawyer that has that I found favor in his eyes that barely knows me but is 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 trying to make ways for me and and this this interview and the thing with the sinner, all of that stuff. When we um fail, sometimes that fear sets in of the unknown. And it will stop us from walking into a destiny that God had predestined for us. I'm talking about 30 minutes before the interview now, goddamn. <laughs> I was like, ain't this a shit, God? Like, <laughs> I'm telling you, I ain't never experienced nothing like that before. Like, they came in, like, smiling, talking about, like, if you... Oh, come on. That was just, I had to call my daddy, goddamn. Anyway, moving on. When he's done it, there's no force. Everything is like provided without any apparent effort on your part. Funds, people, and any other needed resource will be provided. If it is the Elohim, Yahuwah will. That is being done. And it's true. Jeremiah 29 and 10. For thus says Yahuwah, after 70 years are accomplished for Babylon, I will remember you and perform my good work toward you in causing you to return to this place. 11. For I knew the thoughts that I think toward you, said Yahuwah, thoughts of peace and not evil. To give you a future and a hope. And ye shall call upon me and go and pray unto me. And I will hearken unto you. And ye shall seek me and find me. When ye shall search for me with all your heart. Mind you. Seventy years they were in captivity in Babylon. Niggas. Four hundred some odd years. We were in captivity in America and here we are calling upon him again seeking after him again praise God he's no longer mad with us come on y'all Psalms 32 8 and 8 I will instruct thee and teach thee in the way which thou shalt go. He will do what? I will give counsel mine eyes being upon thee. Proverbs 16, 9 and 9. A man's heart plans his way, but Yahuwah directs his steps. Proverbs 3, 5 and 6. Trust in Yahuwah with all your heart and do not lean to your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make straight your path stage seven having let go of our aspirations and process of attachment then goes a step deeper now we need to detach from the personal ideas that we have established for ourselves we create our versions of who we are and what we want to be as we mature in life 
as the years pass, we keep pushing to live up to the ideas by stressing and concealing those aspects of our personalities that fall short. We don't tell people or we don't confess our faults to one another. See, when we confess our faults to one another, we are capable of holding each other accountable and helping us progress through our faults. That we become better people. Because now we have someone other than ourselves to hold us accountable. Moving on. Then at some point in that path of our spiritual growth, we come to the realization that we so desire to become as not as important as what the eternal one, Yahuwah, wants us to be. As our viewpoint begins to change and we learn more about the exact attributes that the eternal one desires for us or from us, this is a period of great crisis in our lives. Why? Because we don't want to let go of the shit of our past. We want to hold on to bullshit. We don't know how to let go of stuff sometimes. We want to stay stagnant. We want to think the same thoughts. Because it requires more energy to do something different. I told the guys in my anger management class on Friday. I said, you know how easy it is to pop off on somebody, but you got to restrain yourself not to pop off, nigga. It takes everything within you not to do it. It makes you strong to restrain yourself sometimes. All right, now moving on, goddamn. The the traits we originally considered to be our strength may now appear to be our weaknesses. Because it is. Because we're taught negative, stereotypical behavior patterns that we believe is true. We hold on to the negative things that go on in our lives. And we don't want to progress and do anything better. Because soon as somebody holds us accountable or calls us on our shit, we want to get mad. Instead of saying, damn, you're right. I am fucked up. I did do wrong. Oh, damn. Thank you for holding me accountable, goddamn. No, we don't want that. Oh, yeah, you go. You hurt my feelings. Why? If your ass ain't shit and somebody tell you ain't shit, then say, no, I ain't shit. If your ass is wrong and you know you did wrong, then say, no, I was wrong. All right, now. Whereas the traits we once considered to be our strength may now appear to be our strengths. Because oftentimes we say when we love people, is 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 that fault? I don't tell folks I love them. Well, technically in the Hebrew, there is no such thing as love. The Hebrew word for love actually means care because if you care for someone you ain't gonna mistreat them if you care for someone you're gonna be there for them if you care for somebody then you're gonna hold yourself as standard and keep your principles and don't disappoint because when we truly care for people we will do what it takes to be an upholding person within our relationships We'll stand on our principles. 
will correct the things that we do that are wrong. We will apologize when we offended. We will stand up for them when someone offends. What? Hmm? What? Well, that's the, the equivalent of what you were saying. A hub. Huh? A hub. A hub is a love. That basically what you were saying. Uh huh. The the alipay bet. Alipay. Oh, alip. Alice, hey, the bet. Bull, the man, and the house. That's where the term alf- alphabet come from. Alphabet. I love a bet. Yeah. I love a bet. <sighs> it means to care. Basically, what they were saying, yeah. Because uh-uh. have is to give. Mhm. But if we want to advance in our spiritual lives. We must let go of our own conceptions of who we should be and work on acquiring the traits that Elohim, Yahuwah, values in us. What does he value? Well, Jeremiah chapter 9 verse 11. Who is the wise man that he may understand this? And who is he to whom the mouth of Yahuwah hath spoken? That he may declare it. Wherefore is the land perished and laid waste like the wilderness, so that none passeth through? And Yahuwah saith... Because they have forsaken my law, which I set before them and have not hearkened to my voice, neither walked therein, but have walked after the stubbornness of their own heart and after the Balaam, which thy fathers taught them after the gods, Balaam, the Lord, niggas, you still worshiping his ass now, goddamn. Balaam, the Lord God. The sun God. You know, God's son, but they flip that shit on y'all ass. The sun God. Krishna. Or as y'all call it, Christ consciousness. Jesus. Zeus. Apollyon, Apollos, Sun God, Horus. All right, now, okay. Jacob aspired to live in Shalva or Serenity, and Gelt. Live in or a specific location. He believed that he had arrived at his intended destination. The location where his fathers lived. And that his interaction with Laban and Esau were at an end. After this, everything went 
without a hitch. Right? Because he was leaving Laban's. He had his wives and everything and and then him and his children, they were coming and, 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 and they had no longer had to worry about Esau trying to kill him. So he felt he was at a point in his life where everything was going to be peaceful. But to his dismay, nigga, all hell broke loose after that. However, as luck would have it, his issues with Joseph eventually jumped on him. He never expected that his favorite child and the complexities of his own family would radically uh, uh, append and alter his life. Jacob went through a period of complete unpredictability and shock, which culminated in his exile to Egypt. He was unable to just die there. He could not even dwell in the country of his fathers. Man's plans, God laughs, is a proverb that sums up this lesson in four simple phrases. And it has also been stated that a man proposes and God disposes. Meaning your plans and what you have planned for your life. Is if it's not lining up with the plans that God has for your life, niggas, it ain't gonna never go right. Your ideas and your preconceived notions of the things that you believe that things should go in your life, and you've never consulted God, it ain't gonna never go right. Because imagine the, all of the thing that Jacob went through. He got tricked by his uncle into marrying his daughter. Now he got two wives when he only wanted one. He tricked his brother into his birthright. But his mother coaxed him into standing in to receive his brother's birthright and his brother wanted to kill him. So after all of that is done away with, he think, okay, now I can go and enjoy the land that God promised me. But his descendants wouldn't come into that land for many years. Sometimes we just got to learn to let go and step into what God is, is, is taking us. But we have such a hard time letting go of things. Moving on. You could suggest that we need to separate from our past since we are still hanging on to both the positive and negative situations. The great times that we hoped would never end must be let go of. We also need to move past the traumatic experiences that we wish never occurred. The past is over and won't be seen again. Whatever seems to have been nice to us, there is better to come. Which is true. Whatever seems to us to have been awful is no longer relevant since it has been buried and is now a part of another incarnation. You know, the thing that's very interesting to me, and I can't really, you know, understand this situation. And I'm saying this because, I, I you know, the, the group I have with the women who lost their children, so many of them are stuck in that past. 
and they can't come into their future because they're held bondage by their past. And there's nothing like losing a child. But the guilt that they feel for having a contented life or enjoying their life is forever upon them. So it keeps pulling them back into their past. And they never get to see their future or even hope to see that there is a future beyond it. So it's like they keep running into a wall. And for me, it's so um, hard watching um, that. And mind you, they have other children. But losing that one overshadowed even the children that they have that are still living. That's a hard life to live. It's like a dark cloud comes and hovers over them and stays there. And every time it seems like they're coming out of it, it just comes back to hold them hostage. And they never move on. Now, if we equate it back to Lot's wife, it's the best way to explain that. She couldn't see the positive things that were going to come on into her future by the destruction of a place that she lived and grew up. When your past overshadowed your present. When those negative relationships causes you to be uncomfortable where you can't have a good one. When you're stuck at staying in a job that you're unhappy in, where you don't make a decision to leave because you've been there so long. It's so many things that we allow to overtake us where we can't see the benefit in the fruit of what God is providing for you ahead. Come on here now. I'm trying to hurry up so I won't be too late. I'm almost done here. Let's examine the blessings, significance. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Uh... Okay. Let's examine the blessings, significance to Torah study and how the text itself refers to shortcoming. Isaiah criticized the Hebrews for serving Yah commanded by command. I mean, um, Yah command by command, line by line, a little here and a little there. Isaiah 28 and, and 10. His criticism of them was based on their failure to combine the performance of all the mitzvahs, the laws unto a single act of worship for God. Yahuwah is one. And his will is one as well. He asks mankind for one thing and one thing only. And it states in this verse, Deuteronomy chapter 10 and 12. And now Israel, 
What doeth Yahuwah thy Yah require of ye? But to fear Yahuwah thy Yah, to walk in all his ways, and to love him, and to serve Yahuwah thy Yah with all your heart and with all your soul. To keep for thy good the commandments of Yahuwah and his statutes, which I command thee this day. This is what Moshe said. Now, mind you now, goddamn. After a certain point, Moses got tired of the folks. Because they kept fucking up. And after he couldn't go into the land, oh, nigga. That's when he really started dealing with them harshly. Because he kept trying to drill it in them. And they kept messing up. And now I can't even go into the land because y'all keep up. I mean, why can't you get it? Niggas. What is it? That keep us from doing what is correct. I'm just saying. I know y'all mad at me. It's okay. It's going to be all right. I love you still. Yahuwah expects us to be mindful of his presence as well as our responsibility to um, imitate him and carry out his will. The 1613 mitzvahs are all acts of trust in Yah. So maintaining a Torah life involves more than just abiding by the 16, I mean the 613 laws, understanding each mitzvah's consequences in the text of the overall divine will, which must guide our behavior and worldview as the as the aim, meaning when you violate the things that he told you to do, you need to understand that the violations have consequences, nigga. You know, every action has an equal or opposite reaction. Ah, shit, nigga. Nigga, woman, why you yelling? I ain't yelling, nigga. I'm speaking very passionately. Just saying. Understand each misfire's consequences in the context of the overall divine will, which must guide our behavior and worldview as the aim. One must listen. Listening. What the hell did I put? Goddamn. What? One must listen to Yah's voice and an understanding of the consequences and meaning of those mitzvahs laws in their larger context. In addition to fulfilling y'all's instructions, it is insignificant to follow the Torah rule by rule without regarding or without regard for the facets of the divine will that each commandment reveals. Meaning just doing it just to be doing it. You know, like our ancestors did. I'm just going to do it then. <laughs> I don't want nobody to do shit for me like that. 
You know, you ask somebody to do something, you got to keep asking them, and then and then they be like, all right, man, I mean, I guess I'm just going to do it. No, don't do shit for me, nigga. Just, see, the thing about it is you promise somebody you're going to do something, you do it. You ain't got to, they shouldn't have to come looking for you, begging you, calling you, sending out SOS messages, smoke signals, all that shit, just to get you to do the thing that you promised you was going to do. Principle, niggas. Principle. I guess, God, you just going to keep cycling that one, huh? All right, now let's keep on because I'm trying to hurry up. Yacob said to Esau, I lived with Levon and kept all 613 mitzvahs and didn't learn from his evil deeds. Well, what what was Levon ass doing? He was a deceptive, cunning nigga. Constantly cunning his ass. If you stay with me for seven years and keep my flock, I'll let you have all of the all of the animals that got freckles and un- the blemished ones, and I'll keep the ones that's not blemished. All of a sudden, all the blemished ones is flourishing. Ah, oh, shit! It's too many of those. It's not as many of mine. Well, then after seven years, okay. No, I let you marry my daughter and you stay for seven years. Now he didn't trick them and married off the older daughter to him. Goddamn, drugged them and got them, got them drugged. And then he slept with the daughter. Oh no, you slept with my daughter. Now she gonna be ashamed. You gotta keep her. The nigga kept tricking them. You know how we are. We hang around them no good ass friends, and we know they ain't shit. And then all of a sudden they pulling you into some bullshit. Do you understand? I got a co-worker. He said his father told him, if you're going to do dirt, do the dirt by yourself. That way you ain't got to worry about nobody snitching on your ass. Or getting you caught up in some bullshit they doing. Or getting them called up, caught up in some bullshit you do. His father, At least his father taught him principle. Moving on now. Real shit. That was the instructional flaw that, oh, no, I stopped there. Uh, His habits, right? And avoiding picking up Laban's wicked habits are two different things. One can only develop a Torah perspective, a character, and a lifestyle that prevents being influenced by Laban's bad deeds. If they actively sought God's will inside the mitzvahs. Meaning, just to know some shit is one thing. But putting them in practice and actually operating because you want to do them, because you want to please God, because you want his will to be active in your life, is a whole nother thing. Because just doing some shit to be doing it ain't even beneficial to me or you. Just saying. That was institutional flaw that led to the destructive of the temple. Institutional niggas. Christianity institutionalized y'all ass. How was Christianity institutionalized? Well, niggas, everything that took place took place in the church. They started you there, right? 
The church was the schoolhouse, the governmental building, and everything. Everything you understood about the life around you. They fed your ass. They clothed your ass. That's the church. Institutionalized. Because you depended upon it for everything our ancestors did. Niggas, goddamn. I'm just saying. All right, now. Moving on. They learned Torah and observed the mitzvahs. Although they did it recklessly. Within their mouths and their lips. Do they honor me, but their hearts are far from me. And their fear of me is a commandment of men learned by rot. They knew it. Hmm. Isaiah 29 and 13. Not the Torah, but they forsook my Torah. They were unable to discern Yah's will as it is revealed in the Torah, as well as his voice. As a result, they were unable to follow the Torah's precepts or to make it their an exclusive source of guidance. The, fel- the failure to make a blessing before learning represents all this. The first words of the benediction are Ashar Sitkanu Ma I mean Ba Mitzvah Who makes his holy Who makes us holy through commandments? The mitzvah is meant to sanctify us and arouse us in holiness. Stage eight. We also need to detach from the future. All the dreams and plans that we have about our, about how our life will run out. The creator, Yahuwah, is full of surprises and the consequences that he, she, will lead in directions that we could never have imagined in our wildest dreams. But for his or her to do so, we must let go of our own concepts of what will be. We must make space in our heart for Elohim Yahuwah to inspire us, create room for the eternal plan to unfold. Conclusion is this. Everything at this level of detachment is preparing us for the terrifying phase where we must let go of our own will and our own identity and surrender everything to Yahuwah. We have the freedom right now to transform into who we truly are and meet our true self. The second blessing demonstrates that the goal of Torah is to create Yedi Shemaka. Yedia, a man of wisdom and understanding, Adam, meaning mankind or man, or the tabernacle. Meshken Shemeka, the dwelling place of thy name. Those who are aware of the motto and qualities of Yah, those who will uh, fully embody the Torah 
personality. The ultimate objective of the land of Israel is to establish a perfect, holy environment in which to perform mitzvah law so that the Hebrew people might live a fully Torah existence. However, when the Hebrews keep mitzvah just out of obligation and without the desire to live a fully Torah complete, I mean, complement life, the need for the land is disregarded and its physical devastation ensues. That is the lesson that Yeremiahu learned from Yah, meaning God created a righteous ecosystem and everything had its place and significance. And when the people kept it with their mind focused on pleasing God, to understand Torah, to incorporate it within their lives, as worship unto him, everything was right in the land. But when they were just keeping it to, to please God, just to be doing something because he told you to do it. So therefore uh, I'm going to do the ritualistic aspect. Cause you know how people go to church ritualistic ritualistically <clears throat> because it's something you were taught to do by your parents and foreparents and whatnot. Uh-huh. It's the same thing, right? The third blessing stresses that we are a nation of Koinine priests and a holy people having been selected by Yah out of all the nations in the earth. The blessing exerts us to think about the significance of the words rather than just hear them. Lastly, on most (coughs) be willing to sacrifice in order to be set apart and know that sacrifice is more valuable than anything you can ever obtain. I'm done. Two hours and 20 minutes. I hope y'all enjoyed this lesson. I hope you gained something from it. I hope it transforms you. I hope um, that you really think. I mean, I really, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping you got some from it. Ananiah, thank you. And I hope I did your, um, your lesson justice. Uh, I look forward to hearing your feedback for it. Okay, family. Um, as always, pray for us as we pray for you. Please keep me in prayer because I'm not going to take the job. I'm about to see what God finna do for me. Um, and and just just keep just keep praying for yourself because there's a lot happening and and be prepared for there's a whole lot of stuff going on. Um, mind you now, um, Spectrum just re changed their whole like system, and we we got a tower in the house that looked like Alexa. <laughs> I wonder what's in that tower. Right? I don't even want to Alexa. Anyway, um, I I, I um, want to say I love you. If nobody told you today, know that you are loved, you are appreciated, that you are an amazing uh, people, chosen 
to be a special thing unto God. Um, lastly, Salim, Shalom, whichever one you choose. And always, please don't forget to like and subscribe. Um, I'm going to start getting my sh together and post some of these things on uh, on YouTube, too, so y'all could be able to have them on YouTube. Anyway, um, and slowly by slowly, we blowing up on Facebook, y'all. We blowing up on Facebook. So um, I need to do my stuff so I can get paid because I get a little change from it. Anyway, much love and respect to y'all. Uh, shalom and blessings.